Welcome to the Cosmic Brew Show! What is up, Cos? How are you doing on this wonderful Friday after the start of the regular season, sir? Doing good. I feel like, you know, now that there's meaningful games, I feel like, you know, uh, I feel like I'm seeing an old friend. (laughs) An old friend for the first time in a long time. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. We, we, we're right back in the same, you know, and you, you know, like with us or any of your our really good friends, you don't see each other for a while. You, you hug, you, you, you chit chat, and it's just like, you know, it's like the, whatever you left off at. And then, you know, then you proceed like, to pound 15 beers. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Which is kind of, you know, it's funny because uh, I don't know. Do you I remember the Simpsons where um, Barney becomes like an astronaut for NASA? And, no, I don't. <laughs> and so he's like perfect, right? He does all these, you know, they do all the tests. Homer wants to be, I don't remember the show, but he, he Barney, he does everything perfect, becomes the astronaut. They're going to send him into space. And then at an event before they shoot him into space, he has one sip of wine. And then like he says, ah, it begins. And then he just like runs and just demolishes a bunch of stuff. That's how I feel. It was just, you know, watching all of these box scores pop up. After Wednesday, of course, the, the the big Wednesday where you just get every team playing. It's just wonderful. I love it. Um, and, I mean, God, it feels like it's been massive. I mean, I know I cover the Kings, so, like, their whole thing kind of – it was that was probably the worst opener for a coach that I've seen. And, and big news coming out of that, that, that uh, game for uh, both teams. I mean, you have – Marvin Bagley out about six weeks is the the current estimate for a uh, thumb injury. No surgery required, according to James Hamm. Um, Walton left them all in the game after the, there was a thirty point blowout. He left Aiton or he left uh, Fox and Heald and Bagley, and then Aiton, DeAndre Aiton of the Phoenix Suns, hurt them all on the same play. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> he was just running around hurting each one of them, and I hate to laugh. And then he goes and gets suspended for 25 games yeah. um, for, for having a diuretic in his system. And it was kind of funny. I was like, hmm, Aiton looks like he took a step up, <laughs> you know, in the physicality department. Yeah, yeah, those are always kind of um... – I think that their initial thing is they're going to say they didn't know he didn't know he was taking it or whatever. And I know he's young, so and I know that there's a lot of trainers and people that are you know you you go into these. I'm sure like a kid like him goes into the off season and the trainer says you know we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to take this, we're going to take that. But you know the the issue is that it's a masking agent and. I can just tell you from my personal experience of running Santa Barbara track, they sat us all down and they went over each and every drug that was on the list of, of things you can't take for the NC2A. Because I remember I was taking one of the, um, it was called Cytomax, and I didn't really think it was that big of a deal. It's a lot of, um, you know, cyclists and, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, Iron Man type, uh, you know what, what's? I, I can't think right now. What what is the what is the, the event with the, the where you swim your bike and you run? <laughs> you know, like guys like that. So I didn't think it was a very big deal, but it was on the list. So like, you know, I know that there's been many people. You know, that's always the excuse that comes out. I know Maria Sharapova did the same thing when she got busted. So I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, well, I think you did know. 
because there's millions of dollars at stake and you still claim that you didn't know so or you're just stupid so um, <laughs> uh, that's, those are the only two options you know <laughs> So, you know, uh, Aiden's an interesting case because, like, you know, first overall pick, a lot of pressure there. Um, he's not going to bust out like a lot of others that we've seen lately. And um, but he's he got his butt whipped by Rashawn Holmes all year, and um, I wonder how much of that, you know, factored into you know I, he just didn't have the umph, and um, you know a lot of people were concerned with his physicality. And I mean, he went in there and he was pretty physical in that first game, and and so. Really interesting, um, you know, that was uh, a, a big deal in, um, you know, the first kind of 24, uh, 48 hours. But, man, yeah, we just, we had a lot of, of stuff go down. Um, I mean, it was kind of humbling, I think, to see the Warriors just get smacked down by the Pelicans yesterday. Um, the or, pardon me, the Hawaiian uh, <laughs> Isles, Kona Coffee, take me away. Um <laughs> last night by the um the clippers and um the rockets and and the uh, bucks was was a really interesting matchup um you know you got zion's injury that, that hit the landscape over a week ago but um you know just these kind of bigger games and, and higher profile moments has been uh it's been fun so we're gonna dive into a whole bunch of that and then why don't we start with zion here um the pelicans zion um, are you disappointed at all that, that this has happened? Do you feel like this is a preventable thing? Do you feel like, um, you uh, know, is this, is, is he going to be a problem, you know, in his career? Are we, are we setting up for some serious disappointment? Cause he's, I mean, when I saw his first minutes, preseason minutes, you know, you mm-hmm. worry about a, a rookie coming in like in my business, you know, projecting, uh, statistics, you're, you you go, okay, well, how's that going to look at the, in the pros? And the first thing I saw, it took me three seconds. I was like, oh, damn, like, he's unstoppable, you know? And so everybody's really just excited to see him, and, and now he's hurt. And, um, you know, is, is this going to be a thing? Yeah, you know, it could be. I think, uh, you know, <laughs> you can't really emulate an 82-game season when you've been playing 30 to 35 your entire life and you're still growing and you're better than everybody so i kind of i think that the the blame and i haven't heard anybody talk about this but to me the blame lies at the doorstep of his agents and his people because the second he declared for the nba and signed up with representatives and stuff he was on this whirlwind tour of like, let's get Zion out there, and he's on shows, and he's doing this, and everywhere I saw him, he was in a suit, and he's in a different city every day, and they're getting the name out. Like, like he he is the number one pick. We all know there is no there is no public relations that need to be done to get him out there. Like, he should have been in the gym immediately. You know, when he came into the you know into the preseason, he was like big. You know, and it was it's kind of like I, I would have if I was looking out for his career, I would have been like, OK, we understand you've been at this weight your whole life, but you're coming into a different animal. You're going to be playing people af- be on the floor with athletes you've never been on the floor with in your life. I would have had him try to lose some weight. And if he gets back up to that weight during the season, then we know like that's his natural weight and there's just nothing he's going to do about it. And then you let the chips fall where they may. But to me dropping 
you know, 15 pounds this offseason would have been wise, he's still going to be huge, right? 15 pounds less. He's still going to be one of the bigger dudes on the floor. And you, you could, he could test things out. And if he just like, if there's some, something that it affects his game or something, affects his confidence when he's going to the bucket, affects his physicality, then you can, then you can, you know, let it go and he could, he could put the weight on and you can kind of measure it. But for him to be just roaming around the country, like, like, it's not like he was like in the, on the bubble of the, um, of the lottery and everyone's like, you know, if people really like you and we create a buzz, you know, maybe some team's going to feel the pressure to, to, to take you number one. Like it was an open and shut case, you know, and they're out there acting like they're like begging people. Oh, why don't you like Zion? Like Zion. He's a good kid. You know, it's like, come on, you know, you, you got to think about these things a little bit better. So that's who, that's who I'm blaming in this. It's his people, the agents. I'm done with my rant. <laughs> well, love. I mean, have you ever seen an, an athlete like him? I mean, and I know I want to like my mind goes straight to football. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there's got to be like Patrick Willis, you know, old old linebacker for the 49ers. Um, and I'm just kind of picking a very athletic player that I remember when I used to watch football. Um, like maybe like somebody in that realm could have that power. But the speed and and the the leaping ability. I, I mean, have we have we seen something like this? I mean, we haven't in basketball. I mean, LeBron would probably be the best comparison there. But yeah, but their bodies are a little more like normal. You know what I mean? Like even like the only people you could say is like only one that that directly looks like him is maybe Barkley. But not, but not Barkley. He was a lot bigger than I don't know if he was a lot bigger than Barkley, but certainly more explosive. Um, Shaq was big, but and LeBron was big, but their their bodies are their frames. Like it was a natural, it was natural for their frames. It seems like this guy is just so compact and just doesn't seem like he should be able to do these things. You know, I mean, watch, <laughs> watching on film, like I just <clears throat> the only way I can say it is like he just moves faster than everybody else. But mm-hmm. like he can, he doesn't even need to get an edge. Like the minute he gets the smallest margin of an edge, the, yeah. the he's just bouncing off of you're bouncing off of him. So yeah, and it, it's really it's it's really great because so many people don't some people so many people are so afraid of physicality, and that's why they've had to change all the rules to keep to keep the scoring up. You know, because he's one of those old school guys that is not going to like. He doesn't have to beat you so cleanly. He's like, I'm just gonna get a little bit of a step, and I'm taking it. And you're just gonna, I'm just gonna ride you under the hoop while I make my lap. Yeah, so. and he can finish. That's the other thing there. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not like, you know, I mean, he's not just a straight line driver. And and then uh, a little bit of shooting, like not a lot, but like enough. It's yeah. it's it's I it's I, I felt like it's they definitely. took something away from me with this injury. Maybe that's why you're you're upset. Cause is. Yeah. Uh, this team, the Pels, I mean, they... Um, Nikita, I was impressed with them, though. Uh, I, I thought that they fought really well, and I thought they looked really good. Well, you know? I mean, rookie um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker looks amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, and so, I mean, you're looking at the 17th pick there. Yeah. And uh, they didn't really get Jackson Hayes on the floor much. Um, that opener with Toronto, that one felt like more of a preseason game to me. 
and uh, maybe this is a good time. And if you hadn't known, my my intro is um, you know it's a little all over the place today because I, I have barely slept. The newborn is waking up in the middle of the night and is just wide awake. I don't. Kasi, did you ever do anything like this? Like I've found that going on the treadmill with him, and maybe this isn't safe. Maybe I shouldn't be admitting this on a podcast, but going on the treadmill with him actually mm-hmm. calms him down. And so last oh, night you could find me on the treadmill. <laughs> you do anything. I, I didn't, I did not do that, but you just do anything. You I do anything. So, do uh, anything. I'm waking up as I'm doing the show here. And so we're going to kind of just go around the league with, um, just sort of spray this around a little bit because there's just so many different things to talk about. But that opener, um, with Toronto, it felt like a preseason game to me, no slam on either team. Um, and it was fun to watch. I'll say that it was fun seeing Lonzo ball, out there um brandon ingram how does he fit in and and you know that team god especially with how bad the kings looked you know they're gonna be in the in the playoff bubble mix um on the other side uh pascal siakam um you know he answered a lot of questions out there i thought (laughs) and and i I, i'm pretty um much on that bandwagon for fantasy purposes and he costs a pretty penny, man. Like people are pretty excited about him. He got the big extension. And I thought before this season started, I mean, I think this comparison's come out a few times. Um, but like Giannis, like he he's not the physical guy that Giannis is, but um he's got a jumper, you know, and but he's got also these kind of unstoppable ish moves where you know the spin moves and his soccer background coming kind of and kicking in and and just sort of this ability to fluidly get to the rim um he he's i i just thought maybe you know this guy could possibly be one of these prototype newfangled point guard types that you know you you really can just let go and and put up these big numbers and he went out there and he put up a big number um i'm I'm wondering, cause do you think he's a top ten player in the NBA? Um, I don't know. I mean, we have to see it over at least one full season. Um, I think that he's definitely going to be. I think, you know, when I look at him and I look at a lot of names that you would put in the top ten, and I would like, I think like, what if I only had one game? Because I try, I try. That's what I try to do when I'm saying like who's better than who and i try to think if i didn't know who their teammates were going to be and i didn't know who they were going to be playing and i didn't know what kind of a system they were going to be in who would i want and if you do by those parameters you're, you're gonna pick pascal siakam over a lot of household names <laughs> you know well, so well I, I have some household names cause Let, let's go for it Okay, Harry, I'm going to start right at the top. Oh, okay. Yeah, how do you like him against James Harden? <laughs> uh, I, mean, I would. Uh, I'm not fair only, question, right? It's a fair enough question. I'm probably going to go with Harden just because I've seen enough of the one thing he's going to give me. Um. And we're going to talk but, about them in a second, so you can withhold all of your your yeah, your, your Houston analysis. Yes, yes, yes. But I would go with Harden. But okay, so it was close though, because def- yeah. I mean, defensively, you know, I wonder if is he a little overrated defensively, Siakam? Uh, I don't think so. I think 
he may be a little bit overrated just because it's in a good they 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 He's in a good system. They preach defense, and he's it, long. Is it long. one of those things, though, where people were so surprised by the offense, and probably himself a little bit? Eh, probably not him. But, like, he starts off in the league. People have him as, like, a power forward, right? And they, they go, oh, this guy's an energy guy, you know, because he's not flashy. He's not, you know, out there scoring. It's not his primary thing. So they just kind of slot him as, oh, he must be a defensive guy. Is, right. is, is there something like that happening? Could be. I mean, I think he's definitely a good defender. Um, you know, I think as time goes on, we'll see just you know how good he is at really sitting in front of guys and stopping them. And um, you know, you know, block shots don't matter a lot to me. And you know, he he is long, so if if he's always on the floor with other good defenders that are going to do what they can to put offensive players in bad spots, he's going to get a lot of deflection and stuff just because he's so long. Um, but you know, so maybe he's slightly overrated on defense for example. And, and you know how everyone wants, however your first, you know, 20 games is in the league. That's where everyone slots you into as your role forever. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see, but he's certainly underrated. He's underrated offensively. That's for sure. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, it's, it's funny when something is like sim- simple, right? Like he, the way he beats, players is to me it's really simple he's just faster he goes left he goes right you know and if you if you do kind of keep up with him then he's got the spins and um you know it's he's never really kind of with the big monster jam you know there's never that Kyrie Irving shook you to the ground moment you know so it's it's just really simple but like I mean he'll carve you up and he's done it for now over a full season and um so here, a couple other names. Well, just give me some like yes nos here. So like Nikola Jokic. Mm, no, I would take Jokic. Okay, I think you're gonna say no. You'd take Lillard. I'll just I'll I'll, I'll predict your your brain there. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, see, it's it's close. It's yeah. it's you know. So I mean, so we're answering some questions just with closeness. Joel Embiid. For for one game, I'm taking Siakam. <laughs> See, it's tough. I mean, a lot I'm of people not, just would slot Embiid in there and be like, "Oh, it's Joel Embiid." But no, no, it's not. They're, they're, thinking of, they're thinking of promise. I'm talking about. I'm I'm talking about my house is on the line. And that's how you know it's funny. Like they need to. The NBA just needs to like go out for like MVP and all these different awards. Be like, they, they use the cause method. Like, yeah. if your house was on the line, like, and that's the thing about predictions on the internet half i don't know like i think that so much of the twitter discourse would clean up if people just had money on the things and the stupid yeah. stuff they said you can't say it yeah all those like espn people and stuff like if you say something that stupid i'm gonna go gonna i'm gonna go local it's like oh well the manja elites is a great you know he's had a good year it's like dude if your house was on the line you'd be like that guy should not be on the basketball floor <laughs> just um Oh, this list. So I think, you know, he could sneak in there as a top 10 player, man. I'm looking there. I mean, like Carl Anthony Towns. That's another one. Would you go with, with Siakam or Carl Anthony Towns? For a game? For a game. Siakam. I know. That's see, I Okay. So I, you, don't know, you don't know what you're going to get with these other dudes. You know, like Siakam's not going to Siakam's not going to go one for eight from threes <laughs> when he could just take you down and go and go, you know, 
10 for 13 on the block. <laughs> Towns going to sit out there and chuck up threes until he hits them. You oh, know? he so had three he steals and three blocks in that game, in, in that game against the, the Nets, which was freaking awesome, by the way. Um, but he was terrible. He was terrible defensively in that game. <laughs> there were even yeah. articles coming out of that game about how bad he was. He got the three steals and three blocks, and people were like, oh, he had a great defensive game. Uh, yeah, so it's not on the list here, but um, did you catch any of Kyrie's 50? No. They don't interest me. So, and I'm trying to remember. I can't recall exactly who that was against. I mean, was, the, the low-hanging fruit here is they lost. It was, it was against the, the Wolves. Um, the Wolves. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. No, I didn't catch it. I didn't even see any highlights of that game. Um, it, I thought that was a pretty bad loss. And if I was in, if I was a Brooklyn fan, I would be a little bit worried because, you know, if you're thinking of, you know, making the playoffs, I mean, the Wolves have a have talent we can't deny that but you know they haven't been great so i don't know it to me it's it had all the makings of red flags all over the place because i mean it's like Kyrie wants to put his name on the team so he goes out there and goes for 50 it's like he can get it whenever he wants it um but nobody else really did much in the box score that's your first Mm -hmm. sign that um you know probably not the most ideal situation i mean and it's weird man because like you're watching him and he is doing just some stuff that's like god damn like is there another player in the league that can do this and at the same time it's so inherently a bad idea (laughs) (laughs) it's just like you're not like the defense is it's like kind of like the defense is like all five of them are just watching Kyrie do whatever he's doing and going wow that's pretty impressive but none of them are afraid of it you know? yeah and nobody Did else you, is getting theirs I'm, I'm glancing at the box score here and I saw the, I see that uh you know we had questioned in the offseason the Allen versus DeAndre yes. Jordan uh, minutes and I mean that I would say is a positive thing that DeAndre only got 17 and Jared Allen got 36. <laughs> I think that's definitely a move in the right direction. Um, but we'll see how that plays, you know, with the click. You know, we'll see how that play. I'm sure it plays fine with the locker room as a whole, but I don't know how that's going to play with Kyrie. And I, I haven't been paying attention, but I mean, have you seen KD, K, Kevin Durant on Twitter just talking with anybody? It's like. You just see, I mean, like, he starts talking so, with one of these writers. That's you know, he's 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 a writer that you know you either love, love him or hate him, and uh, it's usually the latter. Um, like literally chopping it up on on Twitter, like it's nothing. And um, yeah, it's I, and then he'll say then like when people he'll say stuff and the people will give him crap about it, then it will be like you know. I just want to play basketball and everyone's everyone else wants to concentrate on everything else. That's because you're talking about everything else, dude, go away for a year rehab and come back a monster. You like, he's talking he, to he dudes with like, 10 followers. Yeah. He <laughs> like, just seems like so, he's so bizarre. Like, well, why, you know, he's, he's, you know, talking, Oh, we would have beat the Raptors if I was there and I wasn't welcomed here in the Warriors and this and that and the other. And I, it's like, dude, like just, Shut up. Let's Just... let, let's pivot here because there's a there's an angle there's an angle here. I mean, like that old Oklahoma City Thunder team, you know, and and pivoting to the Houston Bucks game last night, 
you now got Harden and Westbrook on the same team and watching them go through their stuff. I mean, and they, they, they actually, uh, what was nice and a little bit refreshing is, so they're in the middle of the game just yelling at each other, which is great, because that's the way basketball is played. I think almost all of our arguments cause <laughs> have come on a basketball court yelling at each other, like, <laughs> where the hell were you, you dumbass? Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, so those two guys are on the same team. They're fleshing that out, and you got KD doing KD stuff, but that team, man... Like, talk about your one of the, like, all-time, you know, ha- obviously had the talent. You know, yes. I thought they should have yeah. won three championships in five years. Like, that, to me, with that level of talent, that's kind of where you were at. And I think we've argued about that in the past, where I think you've said three's a little bit too much. Um, but the... Yeah. Uh, it, so they're, they're, they're playing out this thing in Houston, so we'll talk about that game last night. And it was... Um, I don't know. Did you watch it? It was pretty boring to me. I watched uh, most of the second. I thought I, I enjoyed. Um, man, Houston's got problems. I'll tell you what. Like uh, you know, you I cannot, knew it was going to end that way. That's why it was boring to me. You cannot have the MVP. The other teams do everything. Foul out with five and a half minutes left, <laughs> <laughs> and you don't win that game. I mean, it's not like and, it was like two minutes left, and you're just gonna like. Free free throw your death and you lose like five minutes like you you gotta win and then I loved you know the the um I felt bad for Tucker because he's the one guy that does play defense consistently but down the stretch when they went to Lopez on the block oh and it was, <laughs> and it was so obvious like yeah gotta double Brooke Lopez on the like people like the last few years he's been chucking up all these threes and they forgot. He made his money. He got his $100 million contract when he was a block guy and he only shot, you know, 15 footers at the most. Like, he's got all the moves. You can't have a 260-pound man, a seven-footer, against a 6'5 guy and think he's going to consistently stop him. And the Rockies were just standing there watching him kill him down the stretch. I was laughing. It was so funny. Well, it's funny. And if you didn't... And if you... you, Well... Yeah, it was it was stupid. It was stupid, and but like, I mean, this is the Rockets in a nutshell. Um, yeah. They Man must have told them that that that, that matchup was going to work out for them. <laughs> Some guy with a clipboard and calculator was like, "I oh, don't double, don't double." It was, it was, yeah, and it's funny. So we uh, we talked uh, rockets and China stuff on the show, and I, I got some great feedback from one of our listeners. And uh, so the, that that stuff kind of races through my mind. And you know, just that organization is definitely a pro analytics. Um, you know, organization. I'm sure somebody thought that was a good idea somewhere. But um, I mean, let's go to the big big red meat topics there. So I mean, how did you think about the interplay between Russ and and, and Harden? Uh, it, how it was how I thought it was gonna be. You, your turn, my turn. You know, Harden was. I think Harden clearly was affected by the touches. A uh, lot, you know, less touches than he's got. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a tough. It's gonna be a tough go. I mean, they just uh, they're they're not gonna be able to beat really good teams that know what they're doing and are. You know, or especially if they have depth. If you have the depth to um, take all their fouls that they're gonna get, like you're you're gonna be able to hang in there. And you just they're gonna shoot themselves out of games. They they just take too many threes. <laughs> you know? so they're gonna shoot themselves out of game. They're not good like 
you can I know they had like a, a large number of assists between the two of them, but they're not like good threes. They're not good shots. It's not it's not off of a bunch of ball movement. It's just like it collapses, it goes out to them. And like if you wanna make your entire season about one shot and how many times you miss it or make it, then you're going to find yourself on the bad end of a lot of sh- a lot of uh, games. So, yeah, it's not going to it's not going to be they're not going to be good. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping to see them carry out this idea of pace, you know, like yeah. they, they did a little bit, but like they kind of yeah. just like once James was like, OK, you know, this is <laughs> this is my ball and it it slowed down again and yeah. on the other side you have Milwaukee and and you know while they were down early again that's why this game was so boring to me was that they you know it just was so obvious that Houston was going to implode um mm-hmm. they have so much depth man I don't know why but like Pat Connaughton he's he's sitting there at what what is he like six foot eight something like that and he's mm-hmm. coming in he's giving you like 15 minutes but like i'm like man teams would kill to have that guy you know coming off yeah. their bench and yeah, yeah. they the depth there um west matthews i thought looked pretty damn spry you know yeah he looked good he did look good um because that's found yeah. money for them i you know you're not expecting him yeah. right to look like yeah. anything really yeah they, they're deep i mean they definitely and i know like they're hope I'm sure that they're trying to get to some blowouts because I think they'd like to get um, Wilson and DiVincenzo, you know, at least at least that they could show them because I think that they could be good trade bait down the road. You know? <laughs> so like their depth is is pretty crazy that those guys can't even sniff the floor. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, and why the hell was Capella not on the floor at the end? You know, when, yeah. when, like that—that's something that's just escaped me. With like, and I've been down on Capella, and I think you've been very down on Capella. Yeah, but for I a mean, while, I, but like, yeah, I think that like you have Brooke to... Lopez on the other side. Like, it yeah. was—it was, it was like I don't think that they thought that. I that don't he think could that... do that. <laughs> I what? I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's one of those things. It's like the NBA is like completely morphed into this let's have a shooting contest and then like it literally like because i think that that stretch of brooke lopez i think it was only like four possessions i think he scored on three and i think he got an assist on another so it was like i think it just it just hit him in the head and they're like i know he's seven feet i know he's six five we should do something about that what do we do they just couldn't wrap their heads they're like well that was just one possession they'll start shooting threes again you know, it's like, it was it was so like crazy that someone played common sense basketball that they just couldn't. They were like heads imploded. Like, oh my god! Well, it's I think back to the Zion thing. I think that's one of the things that was really exciting about his entrance into the league is he's a guy who could blow that whole model up. Oh yeah, and and yeah. and that's I think people are craving that. It'll be interesting. There's talk about widening the floor and um, making that corner three a little bit easier. I don't know that that's going to help, though. I mean, and, and actually, here's a good topic. We, um, I, I feel like, for me personally, I'll do this. I think I've got to say something about Trey Young. Okay. Like, like, I didn't think he'd be this good offensively. Uh-huh. I mean, and he's pulling. The reason why I bring up the, the three-point thing is he's pulling from the logo at, right. at, at center court, and, and he's making them like kind of just consistently. Um, 
I feel like physically he's going to hang defensively. Like I think he's sort of past the like am I a runt test. Uh-huh. Like, and and I think that like I would like to get my mea culpa out there that he's not nearly as uh, I don't even want to phrase it like that. <laughs> he is way better than I gave him credit for coming into the league. There, yeah. I said it. Cause, will you join me in saying it? Not there yet. I didn't watch the game, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give it. To I was, what, I, 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 I was watching the like, Daily Show last night, and they were playing the Kamala Harris clip. I feel like, I, like you're Elizabeth Warren, and I'm Kamala Harris. You gonna say it, Cause? <laughs> then you just blow me yeah, off. I'm not, I, I have to watch him. I mean, like, I haven't even watched highlights, but like, you. My issue is not, you know, like that's just not a playoff shot. You know, like go ahead. You you want to? You know what I'm saying? Like that's my, that's my issue. Is like, to me, I haven't seen anything that if Trey Young is the best player in your team, that you are going to win a championship. Now I didn't watch last night, but you know, if if you're going to hang your hat on uh, pulling from, you know, in first game numbers, by the way, are not everything. Like yeah, I mean, but even like I mean, people were giving him a lot of credit for you know the end of the year stuff too, which you know the numbers were nice, you know, but it's like. You know, you got you, the, the 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 organization has definitely said like this is how we want to play, and we and you can do whatever you want. You know, it's it's not he's skilled. I'm not saying he's not skilled. I mean, obviously the guy can shoot and the guy can pass. I just think from a winning perspective, you're just a better team when more people are contributing and more people are touching the ball and more people are seen as threats. That's where he, that's when you come a great, great player who can pick and choose when you're going to distribute to the right guy, but everybody's got to get going. The way they're playing now is just very much just him walking down the court and chucking up whatever he wants, you know, and then they get down 20 points. And then, you know, I'm talking about more at the end of last season, you know, they get down 20 points and he keeps on chucking at the end of the game. He ends up with 35 and he goes, wow, Trey Young had 35. (laughs) And I kind of wonder what's going to happen if they do get up, you got to get up over 40 wins, um, you know, for any of this to matter. Right. I think where I was at with him is like I was just like man teams are going to play this guy off the floor like you know defensively he's just going to get targeted mm-hmm. and he for whatever whatever he's done he's he's you know whatever his workout program is he's been able to get sort of to that Steph level where yeah. he's he, you can say whatever you want about him but he's not a slouch you yeah. know, you know, physically speaking, to fight too. I mean, willing yeah. to fight, yeah. And yeah, so he's, <laughs> he's not going to do the Harden Olay you to the basket. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it's a, to, to tie a bow on the concept. When I talked KD to bring in those three guys, they each just don't get it. Like with 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 Westbrook, and I think you know what Harden might have been arguing with him about is just like. To slow down, like, you know, let like kind of let the game come to you a little bit. And so, you know, Westbrook hasn't ever really been able to let the game come to him. And, you know, truly sort of um, even though he's got the big assist numbers and he's got, you know, just eye popping stats or just never really been able to let the game come to him. Harden, the game comes to him, but he just kind of takes it in whatever direction he wants. And then the same thing with KD, you know, these guys have not been able to just sort of, you know, find that, that good balance with teammates. And um, 
I think it's why, you know, when we look back on all three of their careers, you know, championships notwithstanding for KD and, and Golden State, everybody's going to be like, I think, disappointed that they didn't do more. Yeah. And I think there's something in the water in OKC that um, <laughs> that sprung that, you know, because they kind of got carte blanche, except for, for Harden, who, you know, Scott Brooks hated, I think. <laughs> And they sent him off to Houston, and, and you know the rest has been history. So uh, let's move on. Um, the other big, just big, big, big. I mean, there's probably I'm probably forgetting a couple of big, big games, but like um, the the Lakers and Clippers, man. That I, I was excited for that game. I wanted to see yeah. how it all went down. Um, yeah. The Clippers are everything we thought they'd be. Um, no Paul George, just. Yeah doing their thing. I, I tweeted last night, got a lot of traction on this tweet, you know, about the, the Lakers giving away Zubach to the Clippers. That's yeah. just fun. I mean, like, that, that was just, I mean, like, that was, this that is was, like a, a stupid move. I mean, obviously, but who man, was who was it for again? I mean, it was for Muscala. Like it was yeah. like a win now move or something. And classic. Let's, <laughs> let's, something that makes LeBron happy, which was funny because him and LeBron actually worked really well. Like Zubac, you can say what you want to about him. He's going to catch every pass and he's going to keep it above his shoulders. And he's oh, he, did he, there was a, he had a textbook dunk that just like, this is not going to work in the podcast medium, but he kept the ball was delivered to him a little bit, you know, maybe like letters high on the jersey, but he kept it up and dunked. And it was like, he yes. Like every, like he is like, the big man skills camp <laughs> is like their prize pupil, dude. The guy does dude, all-star like- weekend big man skills competition. <laughs> Power so layups. Like, you know, like the it's it's I think you know, one of the local guys here was was saying it best, you know. The the Lakers are a collection of guys and the Clippers are a team. Everybody on the Clippers has a role. They do it. They do it well, and they do it for as long as they're in the game. And they've you know. carved out like every conceivable role on the Clippers. You've you've got Lou Williams. I mean, just straight up scorer. Montrez Harrell, just you know. And man, speaking of Harrell, he made Draymond Green look silly last night. Like, yeah, he, there was yeah. a couple plays where you're talking. I mean, people talk about Draymond as like this sort of runaway defensive player of the year guy, and yeah. and Harrell with no jump shot really, just turned put a shoulder into him and made him look like an invisible man. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I mean, he's – well, the thing is you're going to have your moment. Like Siakam had really good moments against Draymond. He's he's not going to reach. He's not going to do stupid stuff, Draymond, on defense. So if you have confidence and you have length and size, you can score on Draymond Green. So many people just don't have confidence in what they're doing. And they don't, they don't go quickly or they, you know, they do just stupid stuff. Like Draymond's a really smart defender. He's not going to, he's just, he's going to body you up. He's going to get his feet set. And then you just make your move. He's not going to, he's not going to swipe down at something crazy. He's not really going to get off balance. But if you have the athletic tools, you can score on Draymond Green. It's just people just are dumb. Well, <laughs> and, and, and Harold has the athletic tools and, it, but it did, <clears throat> you know, with some of the ease that he did that and, you know, maybe just being beat up all game got to Draymond Green and, you know, he did have the, the stinger in his, in his elbow that he returned from. Um, but like, it made me question, okay, Hey, did, did Draymond say he was going to get in shape and then <laughs> just didn't like, you know, after last year, you know, and the way he sort of approaches the regular season, which, you know, 
I'm not that anti uh, a winning team taking the first 20 games off when they know that they're going to win 60 games. You know, I'm not I'm not thinking that they should be playing hard in October. So I'm good with Draymond sort of turning it on in, in March and April. And, you know, it's not ideal, but, you know, it is what it is. And then we saw what he did in the playoffs. But so he didn't look like that guy. And it made me think, you know, hey, did he actually not come into the season? Yeah, in, but this team don't look like they're going to win no six. They don't look like they're going to win 50 No, games. well, that's the point. Yeah, it's like they need the, was, every win that they can get at this point. I didn't think, you know, what jumped out to me last night is I don't think these guys know the offense. They, they, I think that you have a collection. Like what they said on the broadcast, like the, the Warriors are the third youngest team in the league now, and this looked like a collection of dudes that doesn't understand like emotion offense. Like <laughs> dudes were holding the ball way too long, their cuts were meaningless, mm. their movement was meaningless, and got, like Draymond was yelling at dudes, you know, like on the, you know, on the offside you know, pin downs and stuff. They're just kind of going through the motions of it. Like, you got to do it hard. Like, when they do those pin downs for Clay, he's, he's uh, cutting hard to the three. He's, when, he, when he decides to, to, to roll and go into it, he does it hard. You got to move. And these are all guys that are coming from, you know, the majority of their games are outside of structure. They're in those, you know, AAU and stuff like that. Now we're, now we're seeing them having to, being put in a place that has a ton of structure in the offense, and they don't know what to do. So, so Steph wasn't getting open. Draymond didn't have any outlets. It's not about the talent. That was the, the loss last night was not about the talent. Like, I don't think that, that the Clippers are 35 points better than the Warriors. You know, this was about dudes not really knowing what the hell they were doing out there. I, I, and, I uh, fear I for it's going to be a big, bigger struggle because I didn't, I didn't realize that they were that inept within the, uh, just the knowledge of how to move on a basketball court. So, well, I mean, I, I wish that I'd, <clears throat> I've been kind of getting the worst of it. We do these best bets sections in our premium. I took the Kings like a dummy. I don't know what am I doing? But the uh, so I lose on the Kings, and then last night I'm, I saw the line for Golden State, and it was like Golden State minus two or the Clippers minus two. I think it was the Clippers minus two. And I asked the team, the three of us that do this, I was like, why should I not bet my house on this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the the Warriors in the preseason, like all this stuff. I mean, it's preseason, so you don't wait it. But like, you're just looking at them. You go, "Oh crap, they're gonna have trouble." You know, like it, there's you needed some of, some of these other guys to step in and just really be <clears throat> kind of the way you're describing is good at the system itself. Yeah, and you know, D'Angelo. I mean, it's funny they're just ripping into him right away. They're like, "Yeah, you got to be a better defender, dude." Like they're saying it in public, and it's so refreshing because after you know last year when when he got all the numbers and and people try to really say oh this is an all star, yeah no, no yeah. he played yeah. in the I East think- and he got big numbers and people were stupid enough to vote him in or, or you know bring him out of the squad like I mean I, I thought for the East he deserved it but it's not when you say all star like to say all star doesn't mean anything like you know like when you say this is an all star. It means you had a decent first 60 games or 50 games or whatever. Well, it means something in the West when you've got to kind of like have an accumulative storyline, almost like miss it two years, and then you're almost like not even as good in the year that you make it because the sports writers all catch up. and They, right. they, they make a big deal about you. In the East, it's, it's like he literally just popped off with a good statistical year, and then they were like, oh, well, we got nobody else to pick, so you're in. 
I mean, I still think he's going to be good for them. I mean, yes, he has to be a better defender. Well, There's no doubt about that. But, but yeah, and I'm and so as I'm bagging on him, he actually you know just some of the plays they run. Uh, you you looked at him off ball, and he's getting these open threes, and you're like, yes, you know, now you're going to learn how to play the game. Yeah. And so I was actually somewhat encouraged by um, what I saw there, and I've been encouraged about just him landing there in general. But they don't. Um, I mean, the group of players is Eric Pascal? <laughs> Question yeah. mark. No. Um, yeah. Their first round pick, and uh, oh man, I, like I Jordan like Poole. I like. Yeah, Pascal. I like. It's like I a, the he, one that I think will move forward as someone that they'll be able to depend on. He's not going to put up numbers. He's not very flashy. I just think you know he knows how to win and he knows how to play. I actually, I actually didn't mind the Spellman kid. If you keep, if you could keep him at about eight minutes, I thought that he was. I thought he did pretty well. Um, but I don't think that. It's going to be rough. I mean, they're 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 going to have to have some time. It's got to be soon because I think. Well, getting Willie about- Cauley Stein back for all of his flaws, you know, well, especially coming out of Sacramento, you know, you, you just list them all day. He's yeah, a, he's I, an NBA level player. Yeah, I think that. I mean, I think maybe the Sacramento thought he was something that he wasn't. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I like Willie Cauley-Stein just because I know I know what I'm getting from Willie Cauley-Stein. It's not, you know, he's never going to be an all-star, never was going to be one. Um, <laughs> you know, so, I, you know, I, I think he'll be really good uh, for the Warriors. No pressure at all on him. I think he's going to I think he's going to actually thrive there. And that'll that'll help set the rotation a little bit more. Well, I, I mean, I think he's a capable player. So, like, that that kind of is, like, a thing they need in Golden State right now. Are you a capable player? Well, hey, you can come in and play 20 minutes for us. Um, yeah. And otherwise, though, it's like there's just too many losses, you know, from a basketball standpoint piling up. And that's what I was saying to the guys. It's like, man, they got three offensive engines, and the Clippers have, like, five answers for those guys, you know. Yeah. So um, I didn't get my bet in. So I lost on the one bet, and then I, I didn't get this bet in, so I lost by not having it in. A little, little, um, yeah, a little salty over here. Anyway, so uh, back to the game itself between the Clippers and the Lakers. Um, I mean, AD had probably more post ups in that game than you know normal. So I guess good on him. Um, they're yeah, playing. Yeah. They're playing big. I like that. Yeah. Um, just in general, as a, a random NBA concept, um, but like. That offense looked. It was take turnsy, I guess. It was take. I didn't. I thought I really liked the first half. I liked AD's aggressiveness and playing through him. But the second half was it was very his him in the second half. His lack of aggression was very concerning to me. And then LeBron, like this is what he did. This was kind of like the first game of last year. And everyone was like, Oh, he's trying to figure out his teammates and this and that and whatever. But like the second half, he just really didn't do anything. <laughs> he just seemed like a guy that was completely disengaged. He was just kind of walking around the court kind of, he didn't, you know, it's, we've been talking the last two years about like, he can't really beat guys clean, you know, but he's big until he can like handle contact all the way to the rim. He like, wasn't, trying to get down a hill like he just was he was not he made he made give them no reason 
to fear or to double him or do anything. And he just kind of like wasn't there. And I, mean, I don't know. There was some yeah. some Kawhi on him. I mean, that was one of my yeah, concerns. But, That's why I took the Clippers. Yeah, but it wasn't. Them. It wasn't enough. I mean, the, the Clippers were still switching most of their stuff. I mean, it wasn't like. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. had. You know, he had dudes that he could take on him. You know, enough. But isn't that the? That isn't that like the trademark of his game? I mean, isn't? I mean, we've talked about LeBron on the show for years. And I think, like, a long-time listeners know that we don't pray at the altar of LeBron. Yeah, but I, I thought this was extraordinarily bad. I thought he was, to me, he looks mentally fatigued. <laughs> and, I'm, and maybe I'm going, maybe I'm just, like, a crazy Laker fan that was disappointed. But, like, to me, I don't know if it's, like, just the you know all the years but i mean he had a whole summer off so um, i don't know if it's like the outside you know all the the china stuff and this and that but he just looked he just looked like a dude like he looked like somebody like in game like 82 that's had the number one seed wrapped up for like a week you know like he just didn't look like he was well there's been nothing clean about i mean really anything he's done in his career and what i mean by that specifically like Everything's been so much of a grind, like getting to Miami, grind, you know, going back to Cleveland, grind, like, you know, maneuvering all of these things to make, you know, the, the whatever team happen, like, you know, Anthony yeah. Davis, grind, like it's, um, he, he, he definitely didn't get the, the Jordan experience of being the best player in the league and having sort of everybody you know, bow down and, you know, it, it hasn't been easy for him. And I think you, you're all, you have a, there's a, there's all these threads in the NBA and, you know, you could pull on the thread that you just had and probably get down to some really important stuff. Cause I think they're going to be fatigued. I picked the under for the Lakers. Um, what was that? I, I picked the under for their season win total. Um, oh, it was like 54 or something. Okay. Um, I, I just think that teams are going to gun for them for one, and they're going to need time to work out whatever they're going to be. They got all these weird pieces. Um, I mean, you haven't even got Rondo in there yet. <laughs> like that's gonna that's so going to help their chemistry. I man, and so I mean, they just got all these different challenges, and I, and so I I think though I was I was encouraged by his physical sort of um, where, where he's at physically, like. That's what made me. That's what that was. What concerned me. He looks great. Right. Best, yeah. Great. That, that's what was. Even, and I was fearful of the prediction because I'm like, what if LeBron took last season off and he comes in and he's just LeBron and you know, then my even, like, my money's lost. And it was like I thought it was like kind of nuts. Like there was a point when like you know Danny Green had the game of his life. <laughs> and it was like this stretch of like he was kind of looking around like who's coming with me. Like he's kind of like Anthony <laughs> Davis and LeBron. Like, hey, you guys want to join the party? Because we're in this game, you know. We're down, you know. Like, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, like who's the but who's is the like, Hall of Famer on this team, dude? Like, Danny Green's like begging these guys to play. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. I, you know, there was there's a the old PR guy for the Kings said 
like after that game and people are like oh it's just one game and they looked like the body language right they looked like they had been fighting for a week yeah <laughs> and so i mean this stuff if you've got a good eye for the game you can really get in there and understand some stuff and like that thing with danny danny green plays the game a certain way he's played with Kawhi yeah. in toronto and back in san antonio like they play the game a different way, and those two guys, Anthony Davis and LeBron, and Kevin Durant, and James Harden and Russell Westbrook, they play the game a different way. And <laughs> it's it's funny because there's a selfishness to it, and it's yeah. not always manifest in shot attempts. Right. It's right. just it's it's something of a this is the way I play, and everybody else can just go f off, like and. Right. Right. <laughs> And and Danny, like they probably at that point in time, you know, had been like, you know what, I'm tired of this game. I don't like this game anymore. Yeah. And and yeah, Danny yeah. Green's out there like, well, I'm gonna make seven threes, and yeah. you know, and, and like, yeah, put was, you on my back. <laughs> so right. I'm Danny Green. Yeah, it was like you know, like that's that's exactly like you know, it's kind of like maybe they were because they really like went after. I mean, they really went after them on the block, you know, with Anthony Davis. But it was kind of like once they answered all the the calls, all the all the punches, they were just kind of like, oh well, it looks like this one's over. What do you mean this one's over? <laughs> we got ten minutes left. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are down three. We got ten minutes left. I mean, it's like the, the like the lack of wanting to grind out a win in a way they didn't think they were going to was concerning. <laughs> that was concerning to me. I, I, I just, you know, it's funny because, like, I'll t- take it back to our, our high school basketball experience. But, like, you know, you go up against the guys who were in the starting lineups, you know, since they were, like, in fifth grade. And, you know, they just you just punch them in the mouth and win. Like, they just they couldn't do anything. And the looks on their face eventually is like, yeah, I don't want to play these guys anymore. <laughs> <laughs> And so that's just the difference. Like Kawhi drafted in the middle of the first. We've done this show a million times. Like these players that are drafted late, but they have whatever, you know, they got it. They got whatever it is. And then they come in and they're just not pretentious about it. They, uh, they just come in and kill it. Um, all right. I think we got to get out of here. Um, do you have any other thoughts? I have a question for you in our show notes. Who's Philip? <laughs> oh did i oh it's, <laughs> damn autocorrect philly i wanted to talk about philly, philly. yeah philip who's philip yeah who's philip oh yeah um, do you have anything you want to add in this cornucopia of a show you know no i'm i'm, I'm excited though i'm interested yeah i'm excited uh it's gonna be uh, we didn't talk about uh yeah, just you know, I was I was also you know that you I thought that game you didn't you didn't care for the uh, Toronto um, you said that felt like a uh, preseason yeah, yeah. I was excited I thought it was I, I really I really enjoyed it I thought the pace of the it. game was was what kind of made it a little sloppy to me and I knew it was going to be a fast paced game but yeah no it, I I love watching both of those teams though so I think maybe I just was a little fatigued from run up to the season that, um, and yeah. that and getting one hour of sleep every night. <laughs> Yeah, going crazy it. over here, cause I'm going crazy. <laughs> it's uh, I, I highly recommend Parenthood. That that I will say, it's been a, a, a just an amazing month. 
Um, it's like there's just five million things going on at hoop ball, and the seasons is this is our busiest time of the year, and so there's just like chaos going on. And then I get to hold my son, and I'm like, ah, eh, nothing else matters. So highly <laughs> recommend the old parenthood. Um, but yeah, one I want to ask you one last thing before I let you go, Jaw Morant. Did you? Yes. It, that, that, I, you know, I, I didn't get to watch the game. I think I saw enough collections, dude. That guy like. That dude can play. I'm telling you, I'm going to watch the Grizzlies a lot this year. You know, I got yeah. some fantasy guys there, but, like, I mean, they just – he can play. Uh, Brandon Clark's fun to watch. Um, they got some yeah. players, man. I, I, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I, you know, it's going to be one of those things, like, hopefully Zion – I really want to watch Zion. But, like, you know, this is – revision is history. You know, if he has injury problems throughout his – Thing. Revisionist mm. history is going to be like, man, the Pelicans were the stupidest team ever for taking uh, Zion over uh, <laughs> over John Morant. We'll see if people. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I don't. Um, John, had it, I had it close. I had it close. You you did. I was, I'll give you that. I had it close. I didn't think that. Like I knew. I I thought John Morant was going to be a really really good player. I didn't know. I didn't. I wasn't accounting for injuries to Zion or anything like that. I just thought he was a really good player. Well, but what's going to happen when he puts on the the fifteen pounds of muscle, the proverbial fifteen pounds? Because he's thin right now, and he's still great. He's, he's thin, but doesn't he seem like? He's like like a, a like one of those stronger thin guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He he looks. I mean, he kind of. I was asking myself about Damian Lillard comparisons as I was watching him because you know you rookie thrust into an immediate. Hey, you get the ball, the time roll, and yeah, um, yeah. But he's got just, and I know Dame has, and I know we got to go. Dame's got surprising athleticism. You know, he'll get up and jam every once in a while, and you're like, oh, I didn't think he had that. Um, yeah. Jaws got more of that though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's got a lot more of that. Yeah, a lot more, yeah. <laughs> and, and he's long, yeah. But he's got he's kind of got the skills package, you know. That that Lillard. Yeah. I don't know if he's his, he's obviously not as dead eye of a shooter, and I don't know that Lillard was as dead eye of a shooter coming out of the yeah. league, out yeah, of college. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a better shoot. Yeah, he's a better shooter uh, naturally, and you know earlier. But uh, I'm telling you, man, just the way he runs the sets, I thought was like. He just didn't look very sped up. Like it's going to be fun. I'm going to definitely, I'm definitely going to be tuning in to watch. So. Yeah, well, and and we got lots more shows to go through it all. And we got um, it, it's an exciting. I'm really excited about this year. Just there's so much going on, and and everybody's in it. And you got big stories. You got big super teams all over the place. And that's kind of where we're going to end this show, but um, I guess we're just all really excited, so we'll just talk about how excited we are. And we'll also talk about <laughs> our Facebook page at facebook.com slash KOZANDBRU show, where we don't do crap. And I avoided the swear word, so yay me. Twitter.com slash KOZANDBRU show, 800 some odd days without a tweet. I love it. Uh, another one's in the books, Cause. See you next week. Peace. Peace.